one thing that you mentioned about studying religion in college yep. is I think another problem that we have is that the motivation normally isn't there. That's I mean, I'm not even in high school yep. well, yet, let alone <laughs> college, but to have a passion and be able to pursue it in a way of learning and going there and realizing that everyone else is working just as hard as you because they have the same passion as you really gives you that motivation and you know courage to keep going so i that's very interesting that you picked up religion and then went into <laughs> buying your own restaurant exactly. right after but, but it's also it's you know the, the the very sad thing is that very few of us are able to get to that stage, right? Because so many of us drop out of school and for very understandable reasons. I mean, we've got a 35% attrition rate. That's an extraordinarily high dropout rate for one specific population, right? And our motivation as an organization, my personal motivation as a professional and a fellow dyslexic is let's get them, let's get them a life raft to get to the yeah. point where they can graduate with that ridiculous high school diploma, which really doesn't represent more than anything but a bunch of regurgitated facts and a red <laughs> pen marked up on a bunch of papers, right? Very so true. they can get to the place where they actually genuinely learn and yeah. genuinely enjoy finding out. And that comes things. with the confidence at a young age. So it's all basically building blocks stacked on each other. You need that fundamental of having not only a good education, which I feel like now is a lot more accessible than it used to be for sure, yeah. um, but of course it can always be better, but the teachers and support at a young age to then have, as you mentioned on your TED talk, the reason why a huge percent of dyslexics become either in jail or um, on welfare is, as you said, it was in high school where it was so hard for them to be the smart one, yep. you know? So they just yep. took the easy way out. And if we could, give a better mindset because i think it's oh, so much about to do of course dyslexia is all in your head right so the mindset i think really comes is one of the biggest um uh, you just simply <laughs> nailed it. No, you just you, by the way the reason i'm smiling <laughs> dyslexia it's all in your head yeah. That is actually one of the most intelligent double meanings, right? Yeah. It is literally all in your head. The and way then also the way you're thinking about it and the way that you're pursuing it is all in your head and how, yes. what aspect, what, what point of view you look at it from. So yep. personally, I like to think, of course, I've had so many unbelievable struggles with dyslexia and it was so hard for me for the longest time, but I still looked at it and had, because I had the teachers that supported me so I could look at it in a way where it's like, wow, I am blessed because yep. I was always creative. You yep. know, I would always build things and everyone would be like, like, how did you think of that? I, a potato cannon, a laser dart, yeah. all these random things that are like a go-kart that, yeah. was, how did you think of that? And for me, it's so natural. So, you know, everything in life comes with ups and downs. And I think taking it as what it is with every aspect of it is so important, but, you, but you, you see, so what I love so much about your story is, is that, you know, you have the gift of athleticism, right? You are an extraordinary athlete, and that is something that you derive confidence from. Sure. But I also know enough about you to identify that you have the same thing that I did, which was a super understanding set of parents. 
For sure. And that is one of the things that we as an organization focus on most specifically is how to address parents and educate them on what dyslexia is as well as its benefits because they're cognizant of its challenges. But more often than not, there's a lot of undiagnosed parents that have dyslexic children and they are burdened by that level of shame because they are under unemployed or underemployed or they have a history that involves drugs and alcohol and incarceration and what we need to do is we need to share with them that they are controlling the messaging at this early stage in life and that it needs to be positive it needs to be honest about the challenges yeah my my boy i mean you know he, he he grinds out his tutor. He's got to do it, right? Yeah. And I said, look, you know, there's no easy way to do this thing. You're going to yeah. grind it out. That's the bad part. The good part, and then you start to encourage whatever your child is interested. And go-kart and the potato cannon, I mean, that's yeah, exactly yeah, yeah. it. We have to fight against, as adults, we have to fight against our preconceived idea that that is a quote-unquote waste of time, Yeah. right? Because you're not going to get an A or it's not going to be an extra credit on your college application essay. Yeah. Who cares? Yeah. Because you know what? Silicon Valley is probably the greatest <laughs> indicator of where the future of our economy is going, yeah. which is ingenuity, disruptive identities, you know, organizations that are coming into the place and shaking things up. And so creating the best potato cannon <laughs> and working on it with a team is far more valuable, right? Yeah. Than whether or not you're able to quote the five fundamental aspects of the human cell, right? It's just, I mean, because Google's so taking true. care of that. Just Google search it. So true. Why do you have to so memorize true. that? So, so we're in a very interesting place and this is why I think that our population, our dyslexic population, we are so perfectly poised for the 21st century economy because all of the traditional good jobs are being automated, right? Or outsourced, right? I mean, look what LegalZoom has done to the attorneys and look Man. at what TurboTax has done to Man. accountants. All those jobs are getting threatened by automation. What you and I do, the way we look at the world, literally cannot be automated. Yeah, yeah. We are like 21st century perfect genetic coding <laughs> i mean the world is our oyster right now which is so i mean especially for you that's so crazy for I, I mean i'm just assuming for you to understand because just a little while ago this is so new that like when you were a kid yeah. which i'm not saying it was ages ago I'm not <laughs> no trust me it was <laughs> it was <laughs> very eloquent but a little while ago yeah. um where it was so different yeah. and it, you know the this knowledge and your way of thinking was is even different now but we can get it out and you know your mindset we can get out now and um but i think a little while ago this no one would ever thought oh i'm perfect for you know these jobs yeah. i am what everyone is looking for my brain is amazing yeah. no one even had the confidence back then but not only that it wasn't really true Right. I feel like the world is advanced and it's always advancing day by day um, so much at this point that we fit and this is our time perfectly it, it, finally all the stars have aligned exactly <laughs> exactly and not only are, is our is our brain so perfectly suited for this economy but our messages too the messages I mean you and I are 
painfully aware of the discord in this country, right? The polarization of different groups, right? And what we are preaching is the fact that we are what many refer to as a, uh, a disability, right? We are a population that represents um, a need to be included, right? This inclusion is now going from traditionally it's been inclusion of gender and of ethnicity and now we're talking about neurodiversity as a source of inclusion right it's yeah. our why is it that people with autism or adhd or dyslexia aren't getting a, a chair at the workplace table right and so what i'm getting invited to do is start to speak at these companies that say talk about why inclusion of neurodiversity is important and what i wind up saying is you all are doing it for the right reason right because you want to have everybody represented in society you don't know it yet but you're actually giving yourself a competitive advantage by being neurodiverse you are getting in some of these workhorses that have a work ethic that cannot be matched by anybody else yeah. and an insight into the way the world is about to start operating. So your effort to be an inclusive company is actually done for the right reasons now, but will ultimately done because, be done because it's gonna be a benefit to your bottom line. Yeah. And so that's a heck of a message to be able to say, sure. you're doing the right thing and you're gonna profit from it. <laughs> like that's refreshing, right? Yeah. And so, so yeah, we're, we're in a sweet spot. But I wish we could get that from school because I feel yeah. like the whole, yeah, exactly, <laughs> that, that response is enough really. <laughs> Just, um, yeah. It's all about grades and yeah. it's all about what are you gonna do to get your grades better? Yeah. What And it, it makes you feel like what you're doing not only isn't enough, but isn't right. right. You know, the way that you think isn't right and the way that you are isn't right and it's so upsetting that that is the way it is and how we have to focus so much on grades and people aren't gonna get good grades for having a different way of thinking of something right. being able to share their thoughts about something or uh creating as you just said creating something because it's not going to get you a's yep. and so if you don't get a's then you're not successful and especially at school yep. so it just all turns into and when you feel like you're not successful because you see your grades failing you don't feel successful exactly so it's it's just a whole weird system that we have going on and oh, yeah. you know it's hard to find a good balance of everything well it's a, it's an it's an antiquated model and unfortunately because it's a public institution it it, it isn't as susceptible to disruptors as private commerce is right i mean it's it's you can blow the socks off the taxi system by creating uber because <laughs> taxi systems are a for-profit company right yeah. but what's difficult is that education which is you know i mean our educational system was built on creating factory workers in the industrial revolution and it's still based on an a, a century plus old model yeah right we're not training people for a workplace that exists anymore we're training them we're, we're, so so what what you're absolutely right is you know when i i am fast forward eight years to when you're applying for college right 
they're going to want to get you in Eight there. Eight years. Yeah, how many years is it? <laughs> Four. Four years? It, what? No, I'm going, I'm going to be a freshman. Oh my gosh. Excuse me. All right. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let's see there. It feels new. like a year. It feels like it's a long time. I mean, but my, here's my hope is that you will be able to apply to college and say, Hey, you can look at my transcript or you can listen to my podcast and that you'll be applying to company, uh, excuse me, universities and colleges that place a value on that more than your SAT scores. That's only recently, which is yeah. so crazy to think that only something this important has been put into consideration when focusing on another important asset, which is college, which is what people spend so many years focusing on yeah. schoolwork wise and like stressing over. And it's like crazy that they haven't thought of and all these testing. Don't even get me started about that. Yeah. All these tests. I'm prepping for a test for two years studying, yeah. knowing that I'm not going to do as well as any of the other people that don't have dyslexia yeah. because it's not made, for, it's not made for, oh, who, who's the smartest? Yeah. You know, who can remember, who can not be tricked? You know, yeah. who can read every single word, match it up well, use the tools that we gave them that everyone has at this point in the right way. Yeah. You know, what is the right way though? I will get, do a math test and expect a hundred because I did all this stuff right, but maybe I didn't read it right. You yeah. know, maybe I'm solving it a different way, which is where the confusion starts and why there's, I think that's why there's such a big difference and gaps and why this SAT, ACT, all this stuff is so helpful for the people that don't have dyslexia, that think the normal way. Right. So right. it's so frustrating. Well, you know, there, I mean, just to give you a little bit of encouragement uh, mm -hmm. in that in that space, you know, I, I went to a private liberal arts college called Bates, called Bates up in Maine, and my wife went to Brown University. There are institutions like Bates and Brown um, that make SAT scores optional because they recognize, and I'm, I don't mean to be putting words into the mouths of these great institutions, but my hunch is that they've made them optional. And historically, I mean, I went and I graduated in 95, right? So that's, that's obviously I've proven that my math is off, but uh, that's what, 25 <laughs> years or something like, right? Something like that. Yeah, something like we that. don't have to think of the math. Yeah, that's fine. <laughs> I, I trust you. <laughs> and, and the whole idea is that I think that these are uh, trends that I hope are catching on and that are going to be spread to other schools because SATs are really as ridiculous as putting a leech on a person's body and expecting, you know, the leech to extract some sort of disease. I mean, it's like, it's it's laughable how, how horrifically outdated SATs are and what a poor indication of future success they really are. It's just ridiculous. Yeah. But it's still, again, it's this behemoth called the educational system that, um, again, has, has, has not been disrupted or changed or evolved in in literally a century plus yeah so um yeah i hope i hope personally and the reason why i, I speak so uh, favorably about the college i went to or the college my wife went to is because i really want to drive traffic to those universities that are doing it right yeah and my definitely. hope is that they get people like you to attend their universities which means that the universities do better based on the fact that they are understanding what true human potential looks like not what regurgitated facts and statistics look on a piece of paper called the sats definitely, definitely. yeah yeah
Uh, By the way, I don't really, I'm not really worried about you getting into college. <laughs> I'm not even focused on college, honestly. I'm taking a tournament at a time. That's like <laughs> how I plan my year is by the tournaments. But yeah. I'm so happy that I get the opportunity to do other things like this and, yeah. you know, use my squash to help out people and really teach them and um, have, you know, all girls work camps and workshops that I'm trying to set up. And it's just college is another aspect of it and something that I don't have to worry about for a little while hopefully yeah. and uh, <laughs> you know it'll come because I don't want to be so I don't want to be like everyone else so unbelievably focused on it I just want to do the best for me because I want to not because oh it's going to look good on my resume you and know that <laughs> is the reason why you'll do well <laughs> that's <laughs> exactly it Thank that's you. exactly it um, I feel like I could talk to you for hours. I know, me too. This has been going on for a while. I know, I know, me too. I, I, I you know, maybe, uh, maybe we'll do a. Part, we'll have to have another one. Exactly. Yeah. We'll have you a know, little. at some point, if, if you want somebody really interesting on, you'll speak to uh, to my eleven year old. I'd love and to. He will, you know, you and he are cut from the same cloth. That'd be so much fun. And he would dig you, <laughs> and I think you would enjoy him too. That's. Um, I feel like we know our next podcast. I feel like we're again. <laughs> <laughs> brainstorms right over here so uh, let's wrap this up yeah. thank you so much for you're spending dynamite. your time with me thank you <laughs> thank you keep doing what you're doing seriously thank you so much Do it. that means a lot all right thank you everyone for listening <laughs> are you good that was so good i feel like we talked for hours oh my gosh we could we could we could go on i had for... everything set up and i was like I know. and then you started talking i was like not gonna do this <laughs> but it's interesting because you know with all the other stuff like just the other conference that i've had with you Oh, hi.